Section 2 of The Journal of Lewis and Clark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by E. Lee. The Journal of Lewis and Clark by Meriwether Lewis and William Clark. Preface. The advantages that arise from the discoveries of unknown regions are too numerous to be mentioned. They arise one after another in continual succession. Geography, civilization, humanity, and the arts and sciences receive aid from them. From the knowledge of geography accrues the most intrinsic advantages of any science extant. It not only feasts the imagination with the amusement of novel descriptions, but is the life of commerce, whence the arts and sciences receive succor and a reciprocal exchange. It cannot fail of giving pleasure to the philanthropic mind to behold implements of agriculture put in the hands of the uncivilized barbarian, to provide and protect him from the precarious reliance on the chase for a scanty sustenance. The time is not far distant, in all moral probability, when the uncultivated wilds of the interior part of the continent, which is now only inhabited by the tawny sons of the forest and the howling beasts of prey, will be exchanged for the hardy votaries of agriculture, who will turn the sterile wilderness into rich cultivated and verdant fields. It may be suggested that the intolerable sufferings of the aborigines from the importation of foreign diseases and the more baneful influence of spirituous liquors more than counterbalance the benefits that they receive from civilization. These objections, it must be frankly confessed, are very powerful. But it is hoped that vigilant measures will be pursued by a government professed to be founded on the principles of humanity and wisdom to prohibit the introduction of spirituous liquors among them. The smallpox has raged when little or no communication was held with them. Provisions are already made to introduce vaccine inoculation among them, which will prevent those horrid ravages which are mentioned in the course of the work. Curiosity is often excited to contemplate that regions upwards of 3,000 miles in length, bordering on a country inhabited by an inquisitive and enterprising people who could avail themselves of the benefits of a lucrative fur trade, should remain so long unexplored. Many impediments have retarded the tour that has laid open to view a country hitherto hidden from the knowledge of the civilized American. Attempts have been made by the great discoverer, Captain Cook, to find a communication by water in the northern regions between the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. Whether the two great oceans are joined together in those regions remains an uncertainty, but the rigors of a frigid zone evinced that though they joined it, it was impracticable to navigate between them. To travel among the Indians is but too often thought the road that inevitably leads the unfortunate venture to an untimely death. The barbarity of the Indians in war is proverbial, but in time of peace, hospitality and humanity are traits justly due to their character. 
it is a judicious saying of an eminent traveller among them that in time of peace no greater friends in time of war no greater enemies before the acquisition of louisiana by the united states the jealous disposition of the spaniards debarred all adventures for discoveries from that quarter these impediments would compel the discoveries of the western part of the continent to be made by a voyage by the way of cape horn which would be too long arduous and expensive to entice the enterprise in the year seventeen eighty nine the celebrated traveller alexander mackenzie embarked from fort chippewyan in latitude fifty eight north longitude one hundred ten west from greenwich and with the greatest fortitude under embarrassing and perilous circumstances he with assiduity explored the northern region to nearly the seventieth degree of north latitude where obstruction by ice compelled him to return to fort chippewyan thence he ascended peace river to its source and thence to the pacific ocean making many discoveries which he judiciously narrated in his journal the following statement of the commerce of the missouri is made by a gentleman which will sufficiently show the advantages that arise from it the products which are drawn from the missouri are obtained from the indians and the hunters in exchange for merchandise they may be classed according to the subjoined table castor twelve thousand two hundred eighty one pounds at one dollar twenty cents a pound total of fourteen thousand seven hundred thirty seven dollars twenty cents otters one thousand two hundred sixty seven skins at four dollars zero cents a skin total of five thousand sixty eight dollars zero cents foxes poor foxes tiger cats eight hundred two skins at fifty cents a skin total of four hundred one dollars zero cents raccoons four thousand two hundred forty eight skins at twenty five cents a skin total of one thousand sixty two dollars zero cents bears black gray and yellow two thousand five hundred forty one skins at two dollars zero cents a skin total of five thousand eighty two dollars zero cents puces no entry buffaloes one thousand seven hundred fourteen skins at three dollars zero cents a skin total of five thousand one hundred forty two dollars zero cents dressed cow hides one hundred eighty nine skins at one dollar fifty cents a skin total of two hundred eighty three dollars fifty cents shorn deer skins ninety six thousand nine hundred twenty six pounds at forty cents a pound total of thirty eight thousand seven hundred seventy dollars forty cents deer skins with hair six thousand three hundred eighty one skins at fifty cents a skin total of three thousand one hundred ninety dollars fifty cents 
tallow and fat, 8,313 pounds at 20 cents a pound, total of $1,662.60. Bear's oil, 2,310 gallons at $1.28 a gallon, total of $2,572.00. Muskrats, no entry. Martins, no entry. Total value, $77,971.20. The calculations in this table, drawn from the most correct accounts of the produce of the Missouri during 15 years, make the average of a common year $77,971. On calculating in the same proportion, the amount of merchandise entering the Missouri and given in exchange for peltries, it is found that it amounts $61,250, including expenses, equal to one-fourth of the value of the merchandise. The result is that this commerce gives an annual profit of $16,721, or about 27%. If the commerce of the Missouri, without encouragement and badly regulated, gives annually so great a profit, may we not rest assured that it will be greatly augmented should government direct its attention to it? It is also necessary to observe that the price of peltry fixed by this table is the current price in Illinois. If it were regulated by the prices of London, deducting the expenses of transportation, the profit, according to our calculations, would be much more considerable. If the Missouri, abandoned to savages and presenting but one branch of commerce, yields such great advantages in proportion to the capital employed in it, what might we not hope if some merchants or companies with large capital and aided by a population extended along the borders of the river should turn their attention to other branches of the trade which they might undertake i dare say with a certainty of success when we consider the riches buried in its banks and of which i have endeavored in these notes to give an idea estimate of the several mines Mine at Burton, or 550,000 pounds, produced 66 two-thirds, is 336,666 and two-thirds pounds lead at $5 is $18,333.33, to which add 30 on 120,000 pounds manufactured, to each thousand is three thousand six hundred dollars zero cents subtotal twenty one thousand nine hundred thirty three dollars thirty three cents old mines two hundred thousand pounds mineral estimated to produce sixty six two-thirds is one hundred thirty three thousand three hundred thirty and one-third pounds lead at five dollars per hundredweight is $6,666.67. Mine at Lamotte, 200,000 pounds lead at $5 per hundredweight is $10,000.00. Suppose at all the other mines, 
thirty thousand pounds lead at five dollars is one thousand five hundred dollars zero cents subtotal eighteen thousand one hundred sixty six dollars sixty seven cents total amount is forty thousand one hundred dollars zero cents when the manufacture of white and red lead is put into operation, the export valuation will be considerably augmented on the quality of lead. End of section two.